0: Good evening. And this evening we welcome, of course, our guests and visitors. And we know that uh, probably in the the days to come, uh, the Christmas holidays will have many people coming from different parts of the country to visit family and friends. And I know that many of you are preparing uh, your homes for that occasion. And, uh, you know, it's a wonderful time, this season of Advent, uh, to prepare our hearts for the coming of the Lord Jesus. This is what Advent's all about. It's a time of preparation. And John the Baptist, you know, stands forth in the gospel, and he calls us to repentance. He calls us to get our house in order. So that we might meet the Lord. Now, this is a wonderful time for parents with children to educate, to teach. And here are a few suggestions I have for you that you might do. Uh, First of all, the uh, infancy narratives are found in uh, Matthew's Gospel, the first couple of chapters, and then in Luke's Gospel. In John's gospel, there's the prologue, sort of a philosophical uh, dissertation on the word was made flesh and he dwelt amongst us. But it's in uh, Luke and Matthew's gospel that we find the beautiful story of the birth of Jesus and all the wonderful people that surround him. And so this is something I would suggest you do. First of all, to read, read those passages over and over until Christmas Day. But on, when you fam, have your family meal, when you're having your family together as a meal, have a candle in the center of the table. Uh, maybe it's the Advent wreath, but have a candle. And light that candle. Have all gathered around because the candle symbolizes the light of Christ in the darkness of this world. And then the head of the holy of the family, notice I said holy family, because your families are holy. The father should get up and read one of the passages that he chooses from the gospel. And then let one of the children comment. And you'll find that out of the babes of the innocents comes wisdom. That's one thing. The second thing is to have in your family meal a place setting for Jesus Christ. Just for Him. To remind you. It's a wonderful way of teaching. Teaching your children about Christ and then another suggestion is of course the crib in your home you know and to place those figures in at the proper time and to explain that and the father should do this or the family should be explaining these things and on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day then you place the infant Jesus in the crib Those are some little suggestions. Uh, And it's a wonderful way of of teaching and it's a wonderful way of the father being reminded that he's the head of the family, that he represents Christ, that in, in his children's eyes he represents God. And it's a wonderful way of bringing the family together. You know, The modern world has a case of amnesia. There isn't anything that you've heard about Christ on your televisions, movies, plays. Christmas movies are about drug trafficking, violence, See, our society, our culture, has lost the the sense of the infinite, of the transcendent, and has lost the sense of Jesus. And the only way that Jesus is going to be within our hearts and minds and living within us is through the family, through the Father. And if you're alone, light a candle, read the gospel. If families go on and it's just the two of you, do the same. Let Christ, let Christ be with you. Now, in our first reading, Jephaniah, we only see him three times in the whole liturgy of the church. This is one time. He wrote about the year 600 B.C. and he's akin to Amos. And if you ever read Amos, it's all judgmental and dire. But in this passage, uh, he speaks of hope. He says, Shout for joy, O daughter of Zion. Sing joyfully, O Israel. Be glad, And exult with all your heart. Why? Because he was waiting for the Messiah. And we we have that beautiful passage in Philippians today. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again. Rejoice. And if we read our Gospels carefully, you remember when the angel came to Mary he said, do not fear. And when those women came at the tomb he said, the angel said, do not be afraid. And the prophet tells us to fear not. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty Savior. That's what we celebrate. With the birth of Jesus, we celebrate that the infinite enters history. Not as some kind of a exalted creature, but one in the love of God who takes this poor, broken, human nature and makes it his own so that we may take his infinite nature and make that our own. That's what we celebrate Christmas. And then Advent's this time when we look for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Should we look for that with foreboding and fear? Well, there should be the fear of the Holy Spirit. Yes, the reverence. But on that day when He comes in all His majesty and His splendor, there'll be justice at last. There'll be peace at last. There'll be no wailing, crying out. And all that's co-natural to us in this world, beautiful music, art, all the beauty of creation will be restored to us oneness, that second coming. That's what we celebrate. That's why we say tonight, rejoice. And again I say, rejoice. Now, I'm going to read you something from St. Paul that he wrote to the Romans. For I am certain that neither death nor life, neither angels nor principalities, neither the present nor the future, nor powers, neither height nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God that comes to us in Christ Jesus our Lord. What does this mean? It means God can't stop loving you. he created you out of love you exist out of love you are here out of love providential love but in the book of Revelation we read he stands at the door knock he respects us our freedom our individuality our uniqueness he doesn't force himself on us we have to open the door and the door is love that's the door the only way we can slam that door on God's love and his providential plan for each one of us that I have not seen nor heard is our sinfulness, our selfishness, our lust, our greed, our avarice, our hatred, our pettiness, our sinfulness. So we have a choice. There is death, you know. There is a judgment, you know. And then there is a heaven. And there is a hell. And there's God's love. God bless you.